You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Guys, my guest today has acted in so many great projects that it's really hard to narrow down. So I'll just say this. He's a spectacular actor. So let's all get on the same frequency. We're recording live, but not from Nashville. We're talking eight-legged freaks and geeks. You don't need to be Nancy Drew to deduce this. This is not another teen podcast. I could give you 24 reasons to listen today, but I just need one. We've got Riley Smith in the studio today on Breakfast. Pick it up. Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Breakfast. This young lady just smashed the lids on all these cakes in the bakery section. <laughs> My uh, guest today. Oh, I'm going to need to hear all about that. He adds character to my crew. <laughs> As you just said, you're not a prostitute. What? Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Great place to hang out and good food, too. I'm always playing blue-collar guys. Somebody screwed through the pipe. I wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilized the hydraulics. Some salsa and some sour cream and some guacamole. Who doesn't love that? It's Breakfast Time. The only show where bacon, pancakes, Hollywood. I'm your host, Brent Pope. Okay, Riley Smith, welcome uh, to the studio. I've been wanting to have you in. You're so busy, and a lot of times you're up in Vancouver. That's right. Shooting, which I've I've never even auditioned for anything in Vancouver yet. But I would love to go up there. How do you like? How do you like? Are you up there most of the time? I am like seven, eight months out of the year, and it's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Pacific Northwest. The I, if you like rain, you'll love it. <laughs> but, yeah. But it's it, it it's not it doesn't rain all day. You know, it sprinkles and it, the sun does come out, and it's um. It's amazing. You've got the water, you've got the mountains, you've got fresh air. Uh, the people are really, really nice. They're Canadian. Right. Very cool. Well, guys, if you notice a little more chewing than we usually have on the show today, you know, sometimes life gets in the way. We usually we eat uh, breakfast at the restaurant. Today we had to pick it up because we were kind of doing it on the fly, and that's fine too. We're still going to have a lot of cool stuff, and we're going to actually be eating, and we'll talk about our breakfast a little later in the show because we're, we haven't eaten it yet. No, but oh, I think yeah. it's quite literal that we'll eat the breakfast while we talk. That's right. It's like, you know, we're at so the restaurant. Some, so you hear some slurping, loud chewing. That's all, Riley. That's not yeah, me. Yeah, it is. I'm very quiet chewer, as all Asian people are. <laughs> Wait, you're Asian? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm half Filipino, you know. Uh, do with that what you may. Anyway, I got to say, I want to start off, and I know most nerds like myself always want to talk about freaks and geeks, but... You know, so many big people came out of the show. You played Todd Schellinger, the jock at McKinley High, right. who dated Cindy Sanders, who's, you know, the object of affection for our young uh, young guy that everyone loves, Sam Weir, the adorably friend-zoned character. But so many people broke out after that show, in addition to Riley Smith, uh, let me think, Judd Apatow, <laughs> Seth Rogen, 
James Franco, Jason Siegel, Linda Cardellini, Martin Starr, Busy Phillips. Basically everybody. Yeah. Joe Flaherty was already famous from SCTV. Shia mm. LaBeouf even played yeah. the mascot on the show. Who had uh, narcolepsy or something like that, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he was great in And that. he broke his arm or something. Mm-hmm. And then uh, somebody else, uh, uh, what was his name? Well, we had uh, the guy who played my basketball coach on the show was uh, Biff from Back to the Future. Was it? Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Tom, Tom Wilson, I believe his name is. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think it is about that show? I mean, why did so many people break out from that show? It was Judd Apatow. You know, that's that's why. Uh, he's a genius and uh, had created something really cool then. And and it, obviously because of the, um, you know, now television can live on forever. It's crazy. All these shows are coming back around. But, uh, yeah, that one just, uh, that one was on another level. Anyone you really clicked with on that show? Um, I'm, see, I'm eating right now. It's great. Mm-hmm. That was a really good bite, too. Um, you know, I, I have kept in touch with uh, Jason Siegel. Like, you know, we, seem, uh, we see each other around. You know, um, he still calls me Todd. <laughs> nice. Yeah. But, uh, no, everybody's cool. I'm trying to think if I stayed particularly close to anybody. Um. No, but you know how Hollywood is. You see mm-hmm. everybody around uh, yeah. here and there. So Yeah, you and I became friends. We did a pilot together, which we've talked about on the show called The HOA, uh-huh. which, you know, surprise, surprise, uh, Riley Smith is playing this guy who's a personal trainer, <laughs> and I'm the guy that needs to be trained. I mean, if uh, something doesn't, like, follow, if there's anything more uh, true to life than that, Riley Smith being in the, in the fit person training someone and me being the person that needs to be trained. Well... What's funny is I must be an actor because I I never go to the gym and would never be a personal trainer in real life. Right. I'm just saying that you're fit and I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) That's all. No, ma'am. I don't know if you know this because I tried to keep it kind of low-key while we were shooting that show. You were training me. I actually had broken bones in my back. No way. At that time. And so I was like, I was telling the director, like, yeah, don't make me do anything too crazy. And that's one of the reasons I was just laying on the floor while you're training me. Pretending to do crunches. Yeah. That's funny. Because I had a couple of compression fractures in my back, and I was like, I'm not dropping out of this project. Right. But I'm also not going to, you know, <laughs> do a backflip. Well, I had no idea. That's great. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I wanted to get your true reaction on that, so I didn't tell you before the show. That's great. <laughs> I also am a big fan of the show 24, mm-hmm. which you were on, I believe, in season three. Mm-hmm. Playing uh, Kyle. Kyle Singer. That's because right. I remember Jack Bauer saying, Where's Kyle Singer? Yeah. You were like a kid that was dealing drugs, I think, because his uh-huh. mom was sick or something like that. Yeah. Right? And yeah. So like, he was trying to make some money for the folks. And Jack Bauer and Tony Almeida are chasing you around the city. What was because, that like? Yeah. He, he because got- that was after we knew the show was a big hit. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and both of those shows, Freaks and Geese and 24, are like, were those kind of auditions that came out of nowhere and. I hadn't even really given him much thought and then just kind of went in and, and got it and it was meant to be. But uh, I remember specifically with 24, I was on my way to, to Vancouver that day that I had the audition and the audition was way out in the valley and I told my agent, I was like, no, nah, I can't I can't go. I got to go to Vancouver and I was starting a, a show and they're like, no, you have to go. It's 24. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I, I ran out there. There was a long line of guys. And I asked if I could just, um, you know, budge because I, I had to catch a flight. And so then I went in and um, read really quickly for uh, John Kazar, who was one of the producers mm-hmm. and uh, directors. And I'll never forget, he gave me notes after my, my read. And I was like, hey, I'd, I'd love to do that, but I got to go. I got to go to Canada. 
And so I didn't even like do the notes that he asked for. And, but then he was like, Oh, I'm, I'm Canadian. And we started talking about Canada. And when I landed in Vancouver that night, I get a call from my agent and I had booked 24 and the same day I got a call and had booked, uh, this movie called New York Minute with the Olsen twins, which was supposed to be a really big movie at the time. It, it kind of actually flopped, but, um, but yeah, I booked both those on the same day, which was a good day for young Riley. That's crazy. Yeah. Now, you caught me with a mouthful of food. There you go. This is interesting. Well, I'll take another <laughs> bite. No, I love it. I love um, it. If, if they could see us eating, it would make more sense. If they was, could see me eating, they'd be like, I, <laughs> I can't eat. So you grew up, uh, we're both Midwestern boys. You grew up in Iowa. Mm-hmm. I grew up uh, just across the Missouri River in Nebraska. <laughs> I think we have kind of a friendly rivalry. Because sports-wise, uh, I don't like Iowa. But other than that, <laughs> Iowa's a fine place. It's, it's cool. Uh, well, as we were saying earlier, it's like to anybody not from Iowa or Nebraska, they're like, aren't they the same place? <laughs> and other than a line in the sand, they really are. But if you're from Iowa or Nebraska, you you know the difference. Mostly the difference is that Iowa has good sports teams and Nebraska doesn't. But, wow. Um, <laughs> well, you know, I wish some people knew the difference between Nebraska and Iowa. People like Noah Fant. Yeah, yeah. That's a sports. We don't do sports on this show, but, you know, he's a Omaha guy who went to Iowa. Right. Because How he, dare you? Because he wanted to make it to the NFL. <laughs> and he's a monster. He's a monster. Yeah. So anything about growing up in Iowa that you feel like um, inherently led you to become an actor or, or made you the actor that you are? <laughs> You know, it's funny. I, I do think that I was from. I'm from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and uh, it's a town of about a hundred. I, I don't know now. In the '90s, I think it was like 120,000. We basically have Quaker Oats. Is the uh, the the Quaker Oats um, factory is in Cedar Rapids, and and uh, and it puts out the smell. A lot of people call it the, the the city of five smells because you get all these sweetener smells from the Quaker Oats, and so you always know you're home. But anyway, we get this little blue-collar town and um, 120,000 people, and from that town you've got Elijah Wood, Ashton Kutcher, Terry Farrell from Star Trek, uh, Ron Livingston, his brother John Livingston, myself. Um, there's like... I mean, like, a huge number of really talented actors who have made it big, not just, like, working actors. There's another list of, like, working actors as well. And uh, I always thought that was really interesting. And w people say, like, why? Like, wh what's in the water in Iowa? Um, and I'm not really sure. But I do feel that that was part of the reason that um, I got a break and got out of Iowa because there was a woman there who was discovering all these people and kind of helping them get their start. And, and uh, she approached me and... Uh, and Ashton Kutcher actually about the same same time and and uh, and I think without that like if I was growing up in in Nebraska there, yeah. <laughs> there wouldn't have been that that uh, fast track and I wouldn't have known as many people who had made it I mean John Livingston Ron and John Livingston's mom was a preacher at our church and I remember uh, Ron would come home at Christmas and come to the church service and I, I one time walked right up to him and I was like hey man I'm a senior in high school and I want to move to LA and be an actor and he was like, oh, cool. <laughs> you know? But he ended up helping me and, uh, you know, befriending me. And, I, you know, when you have, like, that one degree of separation of somebody who made it in your small town, right. it makes it a lot more real. Right. Um, so I, I do think that where I grew up had a big impact on um, me getting out of there. Now, if you had lived in Omaha, then you might have gotten lucky and, like, uh, gotten discovered by Alexander Payne. Who is my favorite director. Right. I love him. You know, a couple of those guys in election, Chris Klein, yep, he was they were just kids that auditioned 
there, you yeah. know, in their classroom or something like that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I so, love Alexander Payne's work. Pretty great. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, he always does movies about Nebraska, never mm-hmm. Iowa. I'm not saying that makes it better or worse. <laughs> He's who I need to pitch my Oh My Omaha idea yes. to. <laughs> Can we talk about how good this corned beef in my omelet is? Yeah, you know what? Let's do that. I've eaten enough of this to make my judgment. Uh, okay. What'd you get? What, what do you have? I have a Denver omelet. Can't go wrong with a Denver omelet. Right. It's not an Omaha omelet, but... I don't even know what that is. I mean... Uh, what, what, let me ask you this. What is the what is the most famous cuisine to come from Iowa? Corn. I mean, there's not any specific, like, dish. Actually, actually pork... I, I think, you know, pork chops are really big in Iowa. Corn's really big in Iowa. Do um, Popcorn. I don't, I don't know if we have, like, one particular... Uh, there probably is, and but uh, I don't know. Like, did you know that the Reuben sandwich was invented in Omaha? No, I did not. Yeah, what what does it stand for? Hmm? Reuben. What does that mean? I have no idea. But have you had a Reuben sandwich? Yeah, I love Reuben. Yeah, I love them. I don't know what they stand for. They're probably some guy named Reuben. Right. And these people from New York tried to say it was from there, but it was it was from invented Omaha. in Omaha. Yeah. So the food we got today is from Nat's Early Bite. Mm-hmm. It's been a staple in the valley. San Fernando Valley for many years. Uh, what do you What do you think of your food? You got? Yeah, I, I love it. And, and uh, I don't remember what it's called. It was uh, some kind of omelet, and it's got corned beef in it. Corned beef. Uh, I got a little Swiss on top, and the potatoes are really nice. <clears throat> you know what I've really gotten into lately is hash browns, and it's hard to find good like diner hash browns. Like most people are now going to the potato, the cut potato. You know, um, which these are actually really good. But but I'm a I'm I'm, I'm into hash browns right now. Well, since you said that, we had a spirited debate a couple episodes back with uh, Jeremy Suarez, mm-hmm. who played uh, <clears throat> the son on the Bernie Mac show, if you're mm-hmm. a fan of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in here a few episodes back. And we were talking about country fries uh, and uh, hash browns. And uh, w- 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 you said you're getting into hash browns. Why? Well, you know, i not getting in. I love them. And... Like lately, I've just been trying to find them everywhere I go, and they're not easy to find. Most restaurants are going to the cut potato because it's kind of the hip, cool thing to do now. But yeah. I love an old, like, greasy, really well done, like, crispy hash brown. I'm into that. Yeah. I, what we had talked about was I said that I prefer hash browns when I'm having, like, over easy or, you know, over hard eggs with a yolk. Uh huh. Because it soaks into the hash browns. Right. It doesn't soak into the country potatoes. Mm-mm. But th- you notice that I got both of us country potatoes today because we had an omelet and there's no yolk. So Right, okay. But I think it's pretty good. Anyway. I, w- I would have been more pissed if you're like, hey, look over here. I've got the hash browns and I gave you the <laughs> potatoes. I almost did that. <laughs> not knowing which one we Does were going Nats to eat. Does have hash browns? Like they do. Real, yeah. Ch- yeah. I don't know. I haven't had them. Yeah. You know? We'll have to go back and get the hash browns. For sure. Yeah. They're hard to find. You would think every place would carry hash browns, but they don't. Like, yeah, it, most places kind of assume you're going to get the home fries or country potatoes, whatever in, they call them. In Vancouver, they've got a lot of places that say they have hash browns, and then they bring out these potatoes. And I'm like, that's not a hash brown. False advertising. Hmm. <laughs> I'm really passionate about my hash browns. I love it. I love hash browns. I usually pick hash browns. Now, Jeremy did bring up also that, you know, with the country potatoes, you do get the... Peppers yep, and the yep. onions and a little more flavoring on it. But, 
you know, it all it, it just depends on what you're getting. But these are very good. Yeah, they are good potatoes. potatoes today. I would say that. I've never been in Nats. I've, I've I know of it, and obviously it's a staple in the valley. But I'd never been, so it's right. Good. Well, I, I've still never been, but I have eaten there. Well, we'll go there soon. Yeah, like I said, Nats early bite's been around for a long time. So long that the original owner was a guy named uh, Nat Elias, mm-hmm. and he had a young protege, uh, Victor Carlos, who was an illegal immigrant at the time when he was a kid. He was here, uh, and he started working there as a busboy and then became a waiter and then became a head cook. Also became a citizen, which is great. And then when Nat wanted to retire, he, he basically brings Victor in, and Victor's like, ah, I don't know if I'm – am I going to get fired now? Mm-hmm. And he says, I want to sell you the restaurant. And he makes him a deal where he can kind of – That's awesome. You know, yeah. Great story. So it's a great story. So it's a place uh, – and, and meanwhile, Victor's been in charge since I think the 80s, and – now there's two Nats. There's another one out in Canoga Park, which Expanding. is big. Expanding. It's, it's a little bit like we talked about Jinkies a couple of episodes back. Mm-hmm. Giant menu, so pretty much anything you want. Very old school place. Yep. And uh, do, you get a, do you get a kickback for all this promotion? Because you should. You know what? Every once in a while, I will get... Um, free hash browns? F- yeah, free food. Uh, it just depends. And then, you know, I, uh, sometimes they let me hang up my signs that they were on the podcast. Right. At the places. So I don't mind. You know, we're having breakfast. I love breakfast. What? I wouldn't have a show called Breakfast today. I love breakfast. <laughs> I, bre- dude, breakfast for dinner is my favorite dinner uh, uh, course. Yeah, I, I love is it. the only meal of the day. You can I eat love it. every meal. Yeah. yeah, and I love cooking breakfast. It's like I, I I like cooking, but I especially love cooking breakfast. Like if if I'm uh, if I get to choose, I'm going to make pancakes at night. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Riley Smith, is there something that people don't know about you that you think that you want them to know or they should know? Well, I just had a kid. Um, I just had a little baby girl, uh, named Shiloh and that's kind of news to most people. She's Mm -hmm. four months old. Uh, so it's like, uh, I don't know for me, I'm 41 and I waited a long time to, to have my first child, but I always wanted to have a family. Um, and so it's been really exciting, like the most gratifying thing. Um, so that's new and that's news. A lot of people don't know that. How are you finding it? You're probably not sleeping that much. Yeah, sleep's been sleep's been hard to come by, but um, I, like I said, it's just been the most gratifying thing. Like I feel like the, what scares me the most is that everything else in my life has kind of went on hold. Uh, and luckily, I have uh, a new job, a new show. So between the show and and being dad, um, I moved my fiance and the baby up to Vancouver with me, so we could all be close together. Uh, and um, I, the thing that scares me the most is that I don't want to do anything else now. Like, I can barely get anything else done. All I want to do is be with, with Shiloh. So uh, I know eventually I'm going to have to start creating again, you know? Like, I have a lot of production ideas I want to do. I do music. I do all these other things that filled my time before. You're very talented. Oh, well, I try. Thank you. Well, I mean, uh, I at least... all honesty, like, you're one of the few actors that I know that, you know, goes out, plays TV shows, does movies, also is able to... You can play a jock on a show because you play sports. You you actually have your own band where mm-hmm. you're the lead singer. So you were on Nashville. You sang yeah. a lot of songs there. So, I mean, you're like a quintuple threat. You're like a triple threat. <laughs> I just assert myself. And then sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. Like I always said with music, I, 
I just do it for myself, you know, and if anybody wants to listen, that's even better. But, but then these things always feed each other for work. Like, you know, playing in basketball in high school fed me a bunch of great shows where I played a jock and, uh, and then, you know, being in, uh, passionate about music got me, uh, the show Nashville yeah. where I got to play a singer and, and then kind of turned it into more of a professional. How was Nashville? Uh, that was uh, one of the best experiences of my life. And I, as you know, I've worked on a lot of shows, but yeah. the, <clears throat> um, the city of Nashville was insane. It's so, it's, it's just amazing, especially if you love country music. And I went there not really liking country music at the time. I was kind of down on it. I, I grew up on it and then I felt like it, it turned really hokey. And I wasn't a fan. And then I got down there and I fell back in love with it. Um, and the, you know, the, uh, Connie Britton, who I worked predominantly opposite of on the show, yeah. she's amazing. She is amazing. And, and, um, and everyone was so nice and yeah, I will, will forever be grateful for that Nashville opportunity. Very cool. And you got to do a lot of singing on there. Yeah, man. Uh, I, my very first episode, I had a uh, I had a duet with Connie Britton uh, at the Grand Old Opry on the stage. And I mean, like, you talk about jumping in the deep end. Episode one, you're playing the Grand Old Opry. Insane. It, it was insane. It, like, and every week, the next week, I was uh, recording a song in Zach Brown's studio, which is like this old historic <laughs> church that used to be a record label, and then now it's a studio. And so, like, every week on that show, I was getting to. Uh, do the most, you know, epic things in country music that you just couldn't walk into Nashville and get to do. Uh, so that was what was very neat about that. Cool. Uh, well, we talked about, you talked about your new show. Yeah. Uh, which is... Nancy I, Drew. Nancy Drew on the CW. It's a very popular show. Uh, it just came back on after a little hiatus. Yep. And uh, and they gave you know, us a full season pickup, which was amazing. That's um, great. Most of the shows I do these days are 13 episodes. There's a lot of mysteries on the show. There's... Two people that have been murdered. Yeah, right? both this, both yeah. have to do with me. Yeah, <laughs> in some way. And so you had said, "I'm going to come." I said, "If you come on the show, you got to tell us who all the murderers are on the show." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, they, you know what? They don't even ever tell us. That's what I was going to ask you. I, obviously, you can't say who the murderer is, but I wanted to know: Do you even know who the murderers are? A murderer th- or murderers? To be are. honest, I think I do, but they won't tell us. Uh, they don't really tell us much, and so. Um, that we're all kind of guessing, and and uh, I think I think I know, but I won't really know. None of us will know until we open the script for the reveal. You know, it's been kind of cool with you in the last couple of years. You've you've transitioned a little bit into kind of the younger dad. Yeah, you know, that's Fre- weird. Frequency, which I thought was great, and how interesting was that? That you get you got the one season. I thought people liked it. It didn't get picked up again. Yeah, that was a bummer. But that- then they did the three and a half minute. Well, yeah, the epilogue, the um, epilogue, which I actually tried not to do. Um, yeah. We were filming the le- the very last episode, and and we kind of had a feeling that it might not get picked back up. Um, and it, it, that was like the, the the one that got away in terms, you know, in terms of shows to girlfriends. That was the one that uh, I will always um, feel like we got robbed. I think the, uh, you know. Uh, who knows why the shows get canceled, but that right. one that one deserved more of a chance. And whatever, it's it, at least I got to do it. But when we were filming the the epilogue, um, or they asked us to film the epilogue, I knew then I was like, well, this is this is tying this up and basically, um, you know, giving in to the fact that it might. not. I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to give in to a, a cancellation. I don't want right. to film an ending. And 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 the producer pulled me aside and was like. 
if you don't want to do it for yourself, do it for the, the fans because they deserve this. And if you don't do it, they won't ever get that. And then, yeah, that's, that's, uh, look, I get emotional talking about it, Yeah. but that was, yeah. So we had to film that and, and then that was it. It was over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought it was a high quality show and you know, like you can't, like you said, you can never control what's, what's going to get picked up again. And, and it could be for any number of reasons, right? Yeah. We, we talk a lot on this show about how you just have to kind of give in to the whole entertainment thing. You have no control over very much at all. And and no. also it's not fair. No. And- <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I always yeah. laugh. Like, you know, I've got buddies who uh, every time somebody gets a job, they'll be like, oh, that guy sucks. Or, that you know, that, that should have been me. And I'm like, they, I, my saying is, is that they always got it wrong until they picked you. And then when they picked right. you, they got it all right. But, um, no, I mean, this is the business we're in. I've been on so many canceled shows and so many shows that didn't get renewed. And uh, I can't tell It used to be a joke that I had done. I want to say it was I've, – I've, I purposely tried to forget. But I think uh, I, I beat George Clooney's record of, like, 15 um, failed pilots. Wow. Before I finally got – frequency and so that's in addition to shows that actually went on the air and had- yeah 15 pilots so every year i would do a series you know i'd be a series regular on a, on a pilot for a network and um every year it wouldn't get picked up and then they'd give me a you know reoccurring on a show or they'd add me to an, a show so i'd always end up getting on a show but i had done um literally it was it was like you couldn't even script it that you've done this many shows in a row that didn't get picked up and then i got frequency in 2016 um and I was, that was the first show I was actually the lead of the pilot. Yeah. And then that one got picked up. And then, uh, since then, I've uh, been four for four. Yeah. Uh, every single pilot I've done has gotten picked up. So <clears throat> I don't know where, how that luck turned around, but I went from 0 for 15 to four for four. Oh. But now it's getting them to stay on the air. Yeah. That's the next hurdle. I think and you guys are pretty good with Nancy Drew. It yeah, seems. It seems yeah. to be. Yeah, they picked it up for a full season, which was a huge commitment for us. And, um, and you know, it's doing well in the numbers. I think the scripts are getting better and better. And um, we're all, the actors are getting more comfortable with the characters. And it's really starting to take shape. So I feel like this one could go. And my my uh, my friends always tell me it's the luck of the baby for me. You know, have, a, ba- have a baby and then everything could changes. Be. So how do you feel about your uh, character, Ryan Hudson? He's kind of like what the – kind of like a patriarch. Yeah. Of, slightly evil. Yeah, for sure. Uh, they've painted horseshoe him, bay. They've painted him out to be very evil. He does um, business. We yeah. don't know what business, so we assume it's something nefarious. He's very rich, and his parents are – you know, uh, they kind of own the town, and, and um, he's entangled in all these um, murders that have taken yeah, place. Yeah, you're tied in somehow. Yeah. Um, and – yeah, I like Ryan. Ryan is – I've tried to make him a lot more complicated than he might have been on paper to begin yeah. with. Um, and then – and the writers have done a really great job of kind of feeling out what I'm bringing to the table and then writing a little bit more towards that as well. Um, you know, they, they always have an overall arc of each character in the series and um, the season. Um, so I'm sure that there's definitely an arc that he's following, but they've, they've tailored it more, I think, to what I'm bringing to the character, which I think is, that's true art, like everyone coming together and, and finding what's really going to work, um, for everyone. And so he's getting more and more complicated. And I think that with that, there's all these layers, you're going to start to really see him as a human being and not just as this, you know, evil guy. (laughs) Well, I... I have to say, like, the first, 
I don't know if this is the first scene you were in, but one of the first times that I saw your character on the show was hilarious because he walks into the claw and he's just, he's just like, set me up a booth in back. My wife's in the car. <laughs> yeah. Get her some food. Something with no flavor. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm paraphrasing it poorly. That's But I just started, la- I started laughing. <laughs> I was like, oh, Lord, this guy. <laughs> yeah, that, he's that guy. And then, of course, his, he leaves his wife outside uh, while he's in he, the car. And then she dies. She gets murdered. So that's why you don't leave your wife's in the car. Yeah. Um, Lesson we learned today, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, bring your wife into the meal. If if you're deciding whether to leave her in the car or bring her inside, bring her That's inside. That's funny. Brent leaves his wife in the car every morning for bre- breakfast. Breakfast with Brent. <laughs> She's in the car right now. I cracked the window. <laughs> in the future, Riley Smith, there's going to be a movie called The Riley Smith Story. The Life of Riley. The Life of Riley. The Riley Smith Story colon, The Life of Riley. <laughs> Who's going to play you in that film? Man, I hope Leonardo DiCaprio is available. He's so good. Anyone's available that you want. Yeah, DiCaprio. That's like, uh, he, I've always loved his work. I, I look up to his, you know everything he does. But like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, did you see that? So good. Oh, my God. But you know what? The Joker's so good this year, too. Yeah. I mean, but who cares about awards? We win. Both those movies are amazing. Yeah, we all get to watch them. Yeah. So Leonardo DiCaprio. Yep. I think uh, he embodies a lot of the same th- things and characters that you do. You're both uh, handsome gentlemen. You both uh, complex. Complex. Can play comedy and drama. I don't know if he has the musical chops to play you. Probably that dude. But that, yeah. I could be his. Uh, you know, I need to lose like eight pounds, and then I'll play his uh, <laughs> guitar uh, double. <laughs> oh man. Well, guys, if if you would like to get more Brentfest content, such as bonus episodes, show promos, TV and film appearances, or other public events, as well as pics of Riley Smith and I having Brentfest here in the studio from <laughs> Nat's Early Bite, there are some places you can go. Uh, please join the uh, Brentfest page on Instagram, at uh, Brentfest Podcast. There's also a Brentfest page on Facebook where we put a lot of the pictures up, as well as my actor page on Facebook. You see the pictures there, too. Uh, you could also go to my personal Instagram and Twitter accounts, at Scoops Pope. Uh, the show itself is available. You know, it's everywhere. You you, you want to listen to a podcast, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, through my website, brentpope.com. Thanks for your support, guys. Uh, we're growing constantly. We're in 29 states now and nine countries, including Woo! Curacao. Does Curacao count as South America? I don't know. It's an island just north of Venezuela. Somebody tell me the answer to that. Anyway, uh, we're growing constantly. If you enjoy the show, please leave us reviews, leave us some likes, share it around. I do questions on on the social media, too, where I give out breakfast swag. So if you want some of that for free, you can get it there, or we'll start selling it very soon on the website. Riley Smith, first of all, thank you so much. I consider you uh, one, one, of the, one of the most fun people to hang out with in L.A. I wish you were here all the time, but... I understand why you're not here because you're creating a lot of great content in other places. And maybe someday I'll be up in Vancouver with you. Probably when I get to Vancouver, I'll you'll be, be back here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> doing something Dude. else. But thank you for having me, man. You know, I, I love you. I love um, you're one of the good people. And uh, I always love doing these. Absolutely. And so 
Riley, what is next for you? Uh, I know we said, uh, Nancy Drew, anything else you want to talk about? And where are you on social media? Yeah, um, no, I'm, I'm pretty much just doing the Nancy Drew thing right now. That and being dad. So Nancy Drew is on Wednesday nights on the CW. And you can also catch it uh, on CW. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, you can also catch it on CBS All Access. Um, and uh, yeah, that uh, um, socials. Um, let's see. I'm, my Instagram is Riley Smith Official. Okay. And you know it's official if that's in the name. Because it says official. It says official, It yeah. explains it. Um, yeah, I just had, I literally held out on Instagram so long that by the time I got it, every Riley Smith version had been taken <laughs> but the official. Of course. Um, yeah. Uh, t- uh, what is it? Twitter? I guess it's just my name, Riley Smith. And um, man, I wish I still had time to look at Facebook, but I, I as my dad said, that's why I don't do the book face. <laughs> The book face. That's what my dad calls it. I've never it. heard that, but he that's amazing. The, and I'm going to use that all the time now. <laughs> that's why I don't do the book face. <laughs> and with that, that will end another scintillating episode of Breakfast and put it in the old to-go bag. See ya. See ya.